from a portrait of the scientist as a young woman. The efforts of 800 people, 11 years, 2,000 pages of proposals, perfect wires and perfect software and perfect solar panels and bolts and joints and struts will be perched on the top of about 20,000 kilograms of explosive propellant, and our spacecraft will be sent off into the void. We hope it will work, but it might fail. Space is hard. A Portrait of the Scientist as a Young Woman, a memoir, is now available everywhere books and audiobooks are sold. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cash Back Match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. This is David Marler, UFO researcher, and you're listening to That UFO Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to That UFO Podcast. A special show for you here. We have... uh, on the verge of historical UFO hearings in Brazil later this month on the 24th of June. I am joined all the way from Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, the beautiful country of Brazil. Uh, Rony Vernet, a UFO researcher and journalist out there. Rony, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I hope we'll have a great conversation. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for your audience that you see this, this recording. I think we will have some good stuff to, to talk about today. Yeah, and listen, it, it's truly a worldwide conversation now. So people listening to this from all over the world are going to hear someone from Brazil and someone from Scotland talking about an issue which affects everyone. And I think that's really important for the conversation. Uh, and and Ronnie, before we get to discussing the hearings that are coming up soon, I want to ask you, how did your interest in the UFO subject begin? Yeah, since I was a child, I always had that scientific veins, my scientific interest in to, to, to question, is this real, what these people is talking about? Uh, these events are real. I, I, I was born uh, one year before the, 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 what we call in Brazil the official UFO night when the, the Air, Brazilian Air Force uh, tracked and, 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 and tried to, to pursue uh, 21 unknown objects in Brazilian skies, in Rio, Sao Paulo, and others, other states. And this was a huge event. Uh, the, the, the commander of the Air Force go to the national TV, say this happened, this is true. So this, this type of events uh, always, always get me curious to know if this is real, this is happening. Why, why are not scientifically studying it? That was uh, just very strange. So since then I was monitoring these this events in Brazil and the world also, reading some books, and but not uh, in an active way, more passive, just watching, just studying. And in 2018, uh, I, I read a book by a researcher here in Brazil called Mark Pichy, and about a hotspot, a huge hotspot in, in Rio de Janeiro. Not in Rio, the, the, the municipality, the city, but the state of Rio de Janeiro, uh, which brother. And I, I, I said, well, well, let's go check if these hotspots, if, if these events that are happening, that are described in this book are real. And I went to that place. It's a place that I visited since 2018 to, 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 the, to right now. 
So I saw this, this phenomenon a, a few inches, a few meters from me. So that time I said, oh, I have to, 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 to do something. This must be studied scientifically. Uh, I, I need to ask people, I need to, 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 to help. I need to, with, with a little effort, all I can do to help to, to, to move the balls further to, to this, to this uh, subject would be good. So since 2018, I started to visit some field investigations, try, trying to install some equipments to monitor these, these events. Uh, in two years ago, in 2020, I started to re some requests in Freedom of Information Acts in Brazil to, to try to, to achieve some documents from Brazilian government about some incidents. Um, I, I, I was lucky because I was successful almost in the first try uh, when, I, when I received almost 200 pages of documents and 20 minutes of videos talking about uh, encounters between uh, UFO, UAP and indigenous tribes in Brazil in a very isolated uh, place in Amazon forest. And since then, all my, my interest in the subject uh, was growing. Uh, I, 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 I play sometimes and say, oh, nothing happens uh, uh, without a reason. And a lot, of, a lot of things in my life are happening that me, me brings me more attention and more interested and more uh, efforts to help in this, in this topic. And, and this is how, how that's, uh, everything started with that, my, my, the phenomenon, my observations of the phenomenon in that hotspot, the, the requests from government and so on until now when, when we go into the first UAP here in Brazil. Now, you, you mentioned your observations of the phenomenon in a hotspot. Have you had your own experiences or own sightings of anything unexplainable, any UFOs you've seen yourself? Yes, I had previous that these events in 2018, that hotspot. I saw, I visited some places, not to, to, to observe UFOs, but to work in my, 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 my work as engineer. Uh, and in that place, I saw some strange lights far away that you question, oh, is, is that a natural phenomenon? Is that uh, something more, more unexplained? Uh, but when I started to vis visit these hotspots, uh, is that the moment that I saw things closer, I said, inches a few meters from me so you don't have questions you don't have any doubt about that it's something that's not uh, we don't know the origins we don't we can't explain something different that you need to to do further investigations and i have some some huge experience in that that this hot spot that we call in brazil a serra da beleza or in english the beauty hill is a very very beautiful place and what did you see that was so close to you? Can you describe that? Yes, in 2018, uh, I was doing some observations. The phenomenon there, uh, we have a more often more frequency in the winter, Brazilian winter, which is June, July, August. So I was, I was there in, in that place in that time. Uh, between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. is the, the, the peak of the phenomenon there. So I was there doing some observations. I saw a huge, huge uh, spherical white light moving uh, in maybe uh, a thousand feet from me. Uh, it was very, very big. 
uh, the light didn't affect my eyes, which was very strange because it was, it was so intense, uh, but the radiation didn't affect my, my, my eyes. I could see, I could stare at it without uh, any, 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 any physiological effects. And a lot of minutes, that light was like investigating some... some it's not in the sky. The, the events there don't happen in the sky. The events there happen in the ground, near the hills, near the trees. Uh, there you don't even need to look to the sky because the events are, are there near from us, in, near the ground. So uh, this big light was like investigating that place. Five to ten minutes passed, nothing more happened. And, and some uh, a little light, a little white light, maybe 10 inches, uh, uh, maybe one feet, uh, one feet, uh, a half meter, because in Brazil we use meters, so I have to convert the, the units yeah, yeah. sometimes. So I get crazy with that. But uh, uh, in Brazil, a, a half meter, uh, a spherical object, white object that came behind me, uh, one meter to two meters from me of distance. This white light came behind me and passed in front of me. The movement was very radically. Uh, again, very intense, but did not affect my eyes. And that moment I was very, very scared. I was with my, my ex-wife and we was very scared because it was so, was so close. And I got my cell phone and turned it on the flashlight and, 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 and put in the direction of that light my flashlight. And in that moment, this little light and this big light, everyone is gone, simply gone. So in that moment, I, I, I said, oh, my God, what, what happened here? Uh, and I visited these places. Uh, I, I started to do a real, real research there after this event. Uh, every, I, I visit this place every month since 2018 to these days. Even the pandemic, I was visiting there. And see more and more phenomena. What what we are what we are uh, uh, what's the direction that the researchers there in these hot spots going? Is very very close. What we some not all of the things we, we saw in the Skinwalker Ranch, but a lot of events that happens in Skinwalker Ranch we see also in this place in Brazil. The the, the what call in English the Beauty Hill. We are seeing shadow people. Uh, Big, 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 uh, three meters to five meters humanoid figures, uh, shadow or black or solid, and that they can fly, they can, they can, uh, 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 they can change shape, shift shape, and I saw it with my eyes. I have a recording about it, not a, a optical zoom, uh, affordable recording, but the same professional camera Sony recorded. And this is one thing. Another thing is that place has a cross installed in the top of the hill. And it's a big cross. It's a, a 13 meter cross of height. And this phenomenon, don't, we don't know why, but this phenomenon, this light phenomenon, these beings are attracted by this big cross. It's something we started to, to, to question. Uh, the, the Catholic Church and the religious are, are, are use the cross symbol because this cross they know that tracks these angels, which is I mean the lights, are, are something different. And it's, we're starting to to come to this direction of research about these beings, about these lights. And current right now, you can see my my board, my whiteboard behind me. 
I'm, I'm doing a huge project of monitoring. We have a lot of solar panels, antennas, cameras with, with big optical zoom, uh, all types of cameras, all sky cameras, PTZ cameras, and so on to monitor this event. And everything will be installed in 24, June 24, which the, 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 the day I will be in Senate is something like, uh, let's, 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 uh, uh, start this big project in that, in that big, big, big data. That's the, the UAP here in Brazil. So this is, this is something, a little, a little sample of what I'm working right now here. And what what I have experience have had experience in, in the past. Thank you for sharing. That's that's a fascinating experience. And I just want to ask one thing: coming so close to to this object, did you suffer any ill effects, any medical issues afterwards? Because we hear that people, when they have experiences with these types of orbs or spherical objects, can suffer from sickness. Did you or your ex-wife suffer from anything? Yes, I think we have a little difference uh, that I can I cannot explain. I just can hypothetically uh, talk about that. I think we have a technological device which emanating a lot of radiation, electromagnetic radiation, uh, infrared radiation, ultraviolet, ionizing radiation, and these technological devices affect us really hard uh, with headaches, with 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 cancer, and so on. But in this in this hot spot in Brazil, what I'm noticing, what the researching is going to the direction that these are like uh, I don't know if it it is in fact that, but it's something like another reality or another dimension, another interdimensional beings, uh, because these these objects don't 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 seems to interact physically for our world. We can see as a light, we can see these beings, but sometimes these lights transverse uh, through our body without affect anything, uh, don't have a noise, don't affect our eyes. So it's something that is there, we can see, but not interact with our reality, that doesn't not interact with our physical world. So this is, this is something, uh, another type of phenomenon I could, I could, I could point. This phenomenon in indigenous tribes in Brazil, uh, Colares, Operation Saucer, all, all of them are technological devices, are, 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 are vehicles, aerial vehicles that can perform uh, physically like almost impossible and uh, they affect people. They, 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 they send light beams to people. These people has headaches, reddish face, and, and, and and so on, all the all the physiological effects that we know about the, the some a lot of UAPKs. So I think uh, we're starting to to see two patterns here: the the technological device and some like interdimensional something like that device or beings. How how are UFOs seen or treat treat as a subject in Brazil? South America as a continent seems much more open and accepting of phenomena and um, the, the spiritual side of life, the paranormal, and that's something else. How is the topic of UFOs seen in the public? Uh, I think we are very open to that subject. Uh, even the politics, the military, and so on are more open than other countries about that. Uh, we, we, even if we are a Catholic and uh, very religious pe- people, uh, we have a lot of people that 
follows, for example, Spiritism and so on in Brazil. Spiritism is very, very big in Brazil. So this is one reason that I think that people are more open about that. And and we will talk about the European readings and they are touching the, that Spiritism religious uh, fact because some politicians, some senators, some uh, representatives here in Brazil follow that religions and I think this I don't know, I don't know if it's the best approach or the religious approach I prefer the scientific approach but it's something that helps us to be more open and to have more information about that over the last four or five years there's been huge coverage especially in the United States since the the New York Times article from Leslie Kane Ralph Blumenthal and Helene Cooper and um, pilots have come forward you've had David Fravor on the Joe Rogan podcast and others we've had the UAP task force report and just recently the hearings in US Congress what has the media coverage been like in Brazil of these events uh, we, we didn't have at first a lot of attention in 2017 if I'm not if I'm aware uh, but sometime with a delay a little delay all the media started to, to in Brazil started to talk about it oh that was uh, all the military coming forward we have the UAP task force we have some new legislation and fix some some kind of two years ago we have uh, we had a, a huge huge covering of the media about in Brazil about these events and, and and this is the reason I'm here talking with you. The reason I'm here talking with you is because U.S. military, U.S. congressmen, U.S. U.S. of government officials and, and the government by itself uh, declared that this is something real. So I, I'm he, I'm here very comfort with, with this reduced stigma to talk about it because I, here in Brazil I work in the biggest oil company here in Brazil. I have a career as an engineer here, and I, I, I in the past I was very afraid to to talk about the subject, but we, because you know the consequence that you had in the past. Oh, you're crazy! You're 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 talking this something this like conspiration theory. Uh, and everything changed since then. So I'm very, I'm very comfortable right now to talk with you about that. And this is the uh, one of the main reasons, beside my experience, beside my work in the in this subject, the main reasons I'm I can come forward and contribute with this subject. So th- thank you. Tell the listeners, Ronnie, how did the hearings come about? What has happened in Brazil that we are now weeks away? from from massive worldwide you know news happening when these hearings take place yes the last year uh 2021 uh i had a, I, I created a plan to approach some military politicians scientists and so on i started to 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 create it to write about it and i approached jevaer aj jevaer which is uh i think it's the 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 most known ufologist in Brazil, uh, Jevaia is the representative of ICER, the organization that are trying to bring to United Nations this topic. And I approached Jevaia and said, oh, Jevaia, uh, I have a plan. Uh, I think we could do something like the US people are doing, some lobby with some politics to bring that attention to them to have UAP hearings, to have new legislation, to have a permanent part of investigation, and so on. And Javier said, oh, honey, this is very good. And, and I have, uh, I already have a contact in the Brazilian Senate that can help us. 
So okay, so I, I okay, Javier. So everything I could do to help you with that matter, please call me. And this started the conversation. I started to help him with some ideas, and but this was something that he was. He's the, the I think he Javier is the the the. the the real responsible to everything is happening. It's sure I'm helping. I, I I'm doing my piece of this in this in this work. But we have to 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 congratulate Javier because he is the guy that started this thing uh, even before I had uh, approached with this idea. And Eduardo Girão is the is the senator that Javier uh, uh, was talking about. Uh, Eduardo Girão is very spiritualized. Uh, uh, person he had some experience personal experiences in the past that approached him to the ufo phenomenon and they they wanted to do this uap hearing before the pandemic so uh, two years ago before 2020 but the pandemic comes and they had to to put that plan in standby and wait the pandemic uh, because you know, uh, let's let's talk about European to have people dying with COVID. It's not it's not okay. Yeah. But uh, so we had to 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 postpone this this plan, and now we're having the the opportunity to do that. What are the Brazilian media's interpretations of the hearings? Are they positive about the hearings? Are they anxious? What do they expect the hearings to contribute to the subject? I think it's positive because the media is aware, very, very aware about that uh, events in U.S., about the European here in U.S., about the new legislation and the military and so on. So this is the reason that uh, BJ is considering positive. If you, if, you, if you were in another reality, another scenario without this, this uh, confirmation about the U.S. government, I think you would be very negative. Because people always say, oh, you're investigating flying saucers when you have some very poor, poor people in Brazil. Uh, we have some health problems, health systems, education, and so on. What about, why are you talking about this, this subject? We don't even know it's real. But I think this time the, the, the scenario is different. The scenario is positive. Uh, from people, I really see some people very, very skeptic because people are not informed what's happening. But I think, and people are saying, oh, we have health problems, have education problems. Why? You, what the hell are you discussing that? But I think it's a, this, this is something like a, a wave. People will start to become more and more aware, more and more familiar, and more and more informed about the subject uh, with time. I think it's a, it's a question of time, but the media is, is, is with us in that, in that, uh, that issue. And, and, some weeks ago, the, the biggest the biggest program, Sunday program, Sunday night program in Brazil, it's like something like 60 minutes in US. We call Fantástico here in Brazil. And the Fantástico uh, did a very, very good uh, uh, article in TV, about, in TV show about that. And it was very positive. So I think it, it, the media is, is by our side. Did you know that podcast advertising is way more effective than display advertising, with 67% of listeners remembering brands and 63% making a purchase after hearing them? Whether you want to diversify your ad spend, add a new marketing stream, or test out podcast ads, Zencaster's creator network makes it easy for brands to connect with podcasters. Zencaster's mission is to make podcast advertisements as easy and accessible to business owners as Google or Facebook. 
Host-read ads like this are the most effective form of podcast advertising. Zencaster works with podcasters to help create unique-to-them ad spots that create brand awareness and conversion. Zencaster's Creator Network is the perfect place for you to get into podcast ads and sponsor your favourite creators like me. I've worked with Zencaster now for some time and they've truly put the content creators and the listeners at the heart of what they do. As a huge fan of podcasts myself, and I really mean that, I love podcasts, I often buy products or services that I find useful to me based on those pods that I'm listening to. It supports them and there's usually a good discount to go along with it. So if you're interested in sponsoring this show or another podcast with adverts for your business, go to zen.ai forward slash that UFO pod one that's the number one, or click the link in the description and fill out the contact information so Zencaster can help you bring your business story to life. That's great to hear. There's a wave of momentum behind these hearings and the, the public are looking forward to it. The media are being very positive. What are the expectations that we will see at these hearings? Recently in the US hearings, we saw some footage presented are we likely to get similar footage presented within the Brazilian hearing as well? I think we have some differences. Uh, we will have military and government officials be invited, but they won't talk this time. They will just be observers. Okay. Uh, the senators, a lot of senators, we have eight senators, uh, eight. <laughs> we have eight senators in Brazil that are interested in sponsoring this VIP hearing. We have Eduardo Girão and we have seven more, okay? Uh, but we have a lot of other senators that are skeptic, skeptic are not familiar, uh, uh, and, and they must be informed. So the, the main goal, the main purpose of this VP hearing is to inform that other senators and bring them to our side so we can... Sure, uh, bring re representatives, congressmen, approve legislation, and so on. So what will be showing that, that UAP hearing here in Brazil? We'll bring some people with official documents like me, like me, like that investigated that these cases in, in, in indigenous tribes in Brazil. Uh, me, personally, I will talk about the official documentation that we have of Operation Saucer, Colares, and so on that affected fishermen villages. Uh, I'll talk about concrete case, this case and this case in, in Acre, in Brazil, in north of Brazil, affecting indigenous tribes. Uh, to, 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 become, to, to become people, to become, uh, to turn the senators, uh, skeptic senators aware about this, this stuff. So they even know the documentation, they even know the case, they're not familiar with that. I think the first step uh, to, to, to trace a baseline to everyone, bring everyone to the conversation and permit us to talk about new AP hearings and talk about legislations. We have the, the, the support of great people. We have support of Robert Salas, uh, a former Air Force uh, officer from, from US. We have Gary Hessentine from ICER, representing UK. We have the Luis Elizondo, not physical there, but he, he promised to send a, a recording to that uh, to that event. Uh, if a little brief, I think he 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 won't uh, be able to talk about anything that breaks his NDA, as we know. But uh, it's important for that because we have some senators, we have some congressmen that even know who is Luis Elizondo. 
So it's important to, to have him say, oh, he's a former director of UFO program in UAP program in US. Uh, so it's, 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 like I said, a baseline to, to bring them familiar with this topic. We have another researchers in Brazil talk about the UFO night. We have Javar and so on. So it's, uh, as I said, it's a base, baseline for us to move forward, to bring their attention to this topic. What and, do you and, think? And I think, and, no, and I think the, the, well, the positive is because we have the official documentation and that documentation is very, very compelling because uh, the documentation says that our military is affected, our military tracked and tried to pursue that objects, our fishermen, our indigenous tribes was affected. Uh, and all documentation, so you it, it, it to have a huge, huge, huge weight uh, for them to 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 bring that. Uh, some people say, "I will bring in Virginia." We have a big problem with Virginia because we don't have the military didn't issue any documentation about Virginia. So we have a lot of military that testimonied in a in a in a, in a condition of anonymous. Uh, we have. Um, Doctors from the hospital, nurses, as you can, you you'll be more aware about it in the first contact. The the documentary about the 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 Virginia that James Fox is is producing and and be issued. And but the the main reason don't talk about Virginia right now in this way hearing is because we don't have official documentation, so people can contest. Oh, you are talking about something that the government didn't uh, official uh, accepted yet. What we are planning is, is important to talk is that for our next UAP hearing, for our next event, for a second UAP hearing in Brazil, bring the military, bring the people that participated, for example, in Virginia. Logically, you have to, do, to, to have something like a immunity deal with them because some of them could sign it, some no disclosure agreements and so on. Uh, but I think for a... For a second, uh, it, this is not a disclosure UAP hearing. It's important to say that. Some people have that expectation. This is not a disclosure UAP hearing. This is a baseline. The second, the third UAP hearing, we can have some disclosure. I was going to ask, uh, and that documentary, Moment of Contact, is is due out um, in the coming months. James Fox will release a date for that very soon. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that and more about that case. So thank you for mentioning that. What do you think the the Senate and the Brazilian Parliament can learn from the U.S. hearings? Because a lot of people weren't happy with the how the how badly prepared Moultrie and Bray were at the U.S. hearings. They weren't happy with some of the questions. They weren't happy with the poor choice of footage. What can be learned that help the Brazilian senators go forward? I think the. You, as you as you said well, uh, doesn't it doesn't have any any effect any effectiveness to bring these people to bring these motri and bray? We have the motors and brays in Brazil logically, but uh, we don't have any effectiveness about it because these people are not aware or people cannot say. Uh, so I, I think what we can learn about the, the U.S. hearings is that we need some legislation, we need some some dispositives and something, some mechanisms to 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 help these people to to talk about it. 
some immunity, something like that. Uh, this, I think, is what we learned with that yeah, first UAP hearing. But I think even that we, we, we can uh, talk any, anything new, uh, we bring the attention of the media, we bring the attention of the people. Uh, I, I, was, I, I was watching this, this UAP hearing again, and we have almost um, half a million of watches. It's a huge, it's huge. I don't know if you have any, any hearing in Congress with the, this, this amount of people watching. So uh, this bring attention, this bring the scientists to, to even not participate, but to scratch their heads and say, oh, that is something onto that that we could investigate. So I think it's, it's, it's positive, even if you don't have any new revelation. These events are very positive. You're right that on that YouTube channel for, for Congress, I believe, I'm, I'm being very rough with my figures here, normally around 50 to 100 people watch those live streams. There were many thousand watching the US live stream uh, of the UAP hearings. And like you say, on that page, the, the video has over half a million views now, which is many, many, many more than I think every other video on that page combined, which is positive. But I think it's fair to point out that I think 8 million people watched Amber Heard and Johnny Depp's courtroom case. So there's still a huge gulf in the mainstream public with an interest in this subject still not quite there that many of us would hope. But like you say, uh, hearings like this in Brazil and those that have happened in the US can only help raise that awareness and raise that mainstream platform. I was going to ask, is this uh, event on the 24th of June going to be on uh, YouTube live? Can people watch this hearing? Yes, we'll have uh, Senate TV that in Brazil called TV Senado. Uh, uh, I will announce that I, I have I have posted some something in Twitter about that, but I will announce another another when we have more closer to that date. I will announce the the link so people can enter it and see. Probably we have this uh, being transmitted live, as we have uh, people that from from UK people from US. We will have tra probably translators. Uh, I don't know if we have translators uh, in the live feed. Okay, but probably you have it. Uh, the the YouTube has the the real time translation is not perfect, but it's good to understand. So it can people can use it also. But probably we have this being aired live, and people will. It will start in the morning. We don't know the the real the correct time yet. Maybe 10 a.m. and 9 a.m. We don't have time to finish. Uh, we are we are discussing that it, it can be as long as four hours, uh, and this is what we are we are planning. I think the closed captioning, the subtitles on YouTube when it's live, like you say, aren't perfect, but I, I think they're okay. Uh, and some listeners use those to listen to me. So uh, if it works for me, I'm sure it'll work for for the Brazilian, uh, the Portuguese language as well. I want to ask before we get to some listener questions, Ronnie. Do you think uh, you've sort of said already, but there will be more hearings from this? Do you already expect there to be a second and third and potentially fourth follow-on hearing that this won't just be won and finished? Yes, uh, I think after this hearing, the not only the Senate but our representatives will be aware and more interested. To, to search about this topic. Uh, 
uh, and I think it's a, re a very, very big probability to, to ha we have another second and third European hearing. This time, bringing the government officials, this time, bringing the military to talk about that and to bring to new information. Uh, as I said, we, we need some immu immunity mechanism to, to avoid these people to, to being uh, condemned and something like that. But I think we, we, the, the probability to have a second and third UAP hearings, not only in Senate, but in, in, in our representative's house, uh, it's, it's, it's almost a, a certainty. Okay. Ronnie, I want to ask you a few listener questions, if you don't mind, uh, because they'll cover some different topics that we've not managed to talk about yet. A lot of interesting information, thank you, on the upcoming hearings. And I definitely want to speak to you again about that, those hearings after they've happened. So that would be fantastic. Um, first question from Ryan. Ryan asks, what are the top three most convincing UFO cases in Brazil that the world should know about? Uh, we have, I think the most convincing is that ones that we have official documentation. Okay. Uh, the, the, the ones that we have documentation is Operation Saucer that was did by, uh, the Brazilian Air Force in the seventies. We have a lot of documentation about that. Uh, we have the official UFO night in 1986 where pilots of Air Force uh, track and pursue the, these 21 objects in our skies. We have a lot of tapes of pilots talking about that with the air command controller and so on. We had the, the, that, the, that, that event that I think didn't happen in any, any place, I think only in Belgium, uh, uh, but nothing, uh, uh, the, the scale that happened in Brazil, this, we had our minister of the, the Air Force our commander of the Air Force, we have all the pilots that was uh, piloting that, that, that fighters at that night, and every one of them in live TV talking about it openly. So it was huge. Uh, some people don't know about but it's happening. Uh, a, live, a, live, a live event on TV with all these people talk about UFOs. No, this was there. It's a red, big, and, and was trying to approach uh, he, he did play it with me and so on and, and, and pilots talking about opening what they are talking uh, uh, Graves and, and Dietrich and so on are talking right now uh, we had in 1986 in Brazil uh, and it was huge so this is the second one the third one I think it's the, the Acre case which the that case in state of Acre in Brazil about the indigenous tribes uh, as I said, we have almost 200 pages and 20 minutes of videos about the federal police investigations and investigations are, uh, also from the National Indigenous, Federal Indigenous Foundation, from Prosecutors Federal Service, and so on. Uh, so I think this is the three big cases in Brazil. We have Varginha, but Varginha we don't have yet the documentation. But what is incredible about Varginha and, and, and that we've seen the documentary of James Fox, because a lot of military that participated in that operation to capture that being uh, talked about it, not uh, appearing, uh, showing her, uh, their identity, but talking about in video, have video of this military with this face identification, talking about it. Not one military, two military. We have a lot of military uh, talking about that. We have 
a lot of population, people from that city that saw that. We have doctor, people from hospital, and so on. So the number of, of witnesses is very huge. And the, the story that all these people that didn't know each other uh, uh, tell us, they are compatible. So this, this came in the direction that the event is, was real. And I hope that we can move forward to have this documentation and the military and the government talk about that. And I think James Fox and Moment of Contact documentary uh, will, will, will help us to, to have that. Thank you for that. The next question from Mitchell. Mitchell mentions uh, you've talked about Robert Salas, who will be testifying and speaking at the hearings. He was an operator at Malmstrom Air Force Base during the famous UAP incident that occurred there. Uh, Mitchell is excited to hear that Robert Salas will be part of the hearing, but he wants to know why is the Brazilian government calling on an American military veteran to testify? What benefit is there? that Robert Salas will be speaking at this event? Uh, the benefit, the, 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 what's the benefit of that? I think we don't have uh, something like the commander, Urange Holanda, uh, which was the, the commander of the Operation Saucer that committed suicide in 1997. And we don't have some people like that. We don't have in Brazil people like Elizondo that participated in UFO program. So I think bring these people, these very, very credible people like Elizondo, like uh, Salas, to this event. Uh, since we don't have this kind of people in Brazil, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring the attention of the, of the, the, the Brazilian uh, Congress. Because of Next the credibility, the credentials, this, the, 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 all, all the stories that we'll tell uh, there, uh, and people say, well, but Salas, uh, everyone knows about, no, the, the Brazilian congressmen don't know about the story. The people of Congress are not familiar with this topic. The people of Brazilian Congress uh, don't know Robert Salas, don't know of the Maelstrom events, incidents. So I think they'll be very, very shocked to, to discover about that. Um, you've mentioned the Colaras event several times and Eli wants to know what are the chances that the Brazilian military or Brazilian government will release more information to the public about this event? Yes, just to people become more aware about this, this incident, we call Colaras because Colaras was the city uh, that we had the the the, the, more, the, the the highest number of events, but we have the, the these this incidents of people being affected by these these objects in at least three states in Brazil, uh, mainly in two: Maranhão State and Pará State. A lot of cities they covered these these vehicles, these objects covered almost all the cities uh, in in a road between these two states. It's an object that was coming from the sea, coming from the rivers and using the rivers as a road to, to do all the stuff. Uh, so the, we call Colares, but it, it, it's important to people to be aware that it's affected two states in Brazil, two big states, and a lot of cities, almost all the cities in the, in the, 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 along the sea, the sea line, the seashore. And I think, I think it, we, we know about, uh, we know uh, thanks to, to Irangelanda, which was the commander of the operation, uh, that we have, 
very, very compelling uh, video footage about these events. We have uh, videos from the, a few meters from the, from the ship that Air Force personnel recorded it. We have these this flying saucers or UAPs uh, going inside the, the river and getting out the river. Uh, we have some videos about uh, a huge uh, uh, football uh, 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 ball uh, shape uh, that was as huge as three, 300 feet in front of the military personnel. We have that, that movie. And I think that when we start the conversations, move to that immunity mechanisms, bring military and bring people to the Brazilian Congress, we have a very, very good uh, probability to have these kind of videos coming, coming forward. But we need the Congress to work and, and provide all the, all the, all the, the positive scenario to, to that happen. Is there going to be a classified and a declassified section to these hearings? Like in the US, there was 90 minutes which the public could hear, but then there was a further session after where it was a classified section for those with the appropriate security clearances. No, we don't have that one because we don't have the military able to talk this time. But what I think is that after this event, Certainly, the the congressman will arrange to to hear from 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 this military in closed sessions. I think it's something that will start to happen here in Brazil, and this will 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 start new UAP hearings and so on. I think it will happen here in Brazil. And final listener question from Dave uh, goes a little bit more speculative, and he wants to know uh, there are potential talks and hypotheses that just off the coast of California, San Diego, where the Tic Tac event happened, there could be some sort of underwater base where these UFOs or UAPs um, can can stay or they, they gather or they, they use as some sort of, like I say, base. Do you think there are any potential spots in Brazil, in some of the remote parts of Brazil or offshore, where there could be potential UFO or alien bases yes in brazil we observe two uh, main types of the phenomena uh, let me just let me just put the my notebook in the battery because the notebook is, is trying to shut down just a second yeah yeah no problem no problem okay okay uh, i think i saved it okay yeah, you're there. You're there. So, so we, we can we can uh, notice some two two main types of the phenomenon in Brazil. As I said in the beginning, we have some technological devices, and we have some like interdimensional phenomena. This interdimensional phenomena uh, appears in, in in zones of we have big hills, some preserved ecosystems, and so on. These technological uh, devices appear. Uh, mainly near the Amazon, okay? Uh, but we have also in our shoreline here in Southeast, for example, in Sao Paulo, we have this, this type of, of vehicles operating here in Sao Paulo and so on from the sea. So we, 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 we know a lot of cases that these objects come and go to the sea. Uh, these objects navigate through the rivers in, Amer- in, in Amazon forest. 
and they come out of the river, affect people, do all the job that they, they, they have to do. When people start to, to complain about that the government become aware, start to investigate, this phenomenon gets the river to the, and go to, to the another city and do the same thing. And this continues since the 70s. We have that happening in, in northeast in Brazil, in north in Brazil, in, in Pará and Maranhão, that's state of the Operation Saucer. This thing was moving uh, to, the, to the west in the direction of the, the Peru and, and so on. And we have that uh, events happening in Acre, which is in Brazil. Acre State is, for people to know, is in the border of Peru. So, and we had in 2000, these events happening also in the, in the, in the Peru, in the country of Peru, in the same way. Objects going, uh, coming from and in, in, in the water, from the, 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 the rivers, from the sea, attacking people, moving and so on, the same behavior. So this is, this is how the, the phenomenon uh, uh, affects us here in our country. It's fascinating conversation, Ronnie, and I've, I've really enjoyed speaking with you. Um, we've got a lot of information now about what we can expect, uh, so people don't expect too much from these hearings. But essentially, we're going to get a really interesting baseline to move forward and build on that, very similar to what we've had in the US. I just want to ask one more time, Ronnie, how can people follow you online and also follow your work? I know you've got a YouTube channel as well. Yes, for the English speakers, I recommend the Twitter because almost 90% what I post in Twitter is in English. It's a, it's a form that I adopted to, to, to talk with people from other countries, to expand, to do more networking about that and to share information. Uh, I have also my, my Instagram, my YouTube channel and my, and my, my Facebook, but it almost uh, all the contact is in, in, in all the all the stuff there, all the material is in Portuguese. It's something that I do from people from here. But but if, if people can can find me in, in all these places, just just type Ronnie Vernet in all these these social media platforms, and you you will find me. I'll put all of those links in the description for this show. And Ronnie, you'll have to come back on once the hearings have been to talk about what happened at the hearing. Okay, thank you very much, Erin. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for the audience that will see this conversation. I hope you enjoyed. Sorry about my, my accent, my Brazilian accent, English, uh, but I think you can understand well what I, what I have to, to say. Your English was better than mine, don't worry. That is all for this week's show. Thank you very much for listening. Please remember to leave the podcast a review on your chosen platform. You can like, retweet and subscribe. That would all be very much appreciated. The shows are being uploaded onto YouTube as we speak more and more. You can sign up at patreon.com forward slash that UFO podcast to access the shows ad free as well. Please get in touch on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that UFO podcast. Of course, on Twitter, it's at UFO, U-A-P-A-M. And again, folks, as always, keep looking up. You never know what you might see. It wasn't a tic-tac and not quite a saucer, more like a hubcap designed by Chaucer. A little Baroque and quite steampunk, like Alice was playing bass for the Parliament of Fuck. The little fucker hovered right outside of my window, and when I shoved out the screen, he made it an issue. I don't think he expected me to see his ass, but I'd had some champagne and smoked a little bit.
imagine how it could have been any better. I got to the top of the stairs and there he was. Like, you awake? I was about to abduct you, cuz. Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Jamie's Log, Progressive, The Harrington's Backyard, Day 4, 2.18 a.m. 
I've been camping outside the Harrington house for four days now, proving that Progressive has 24-7 protection. Mr. Harrington says I don't need to do this, since Progressive protects 24-7 is a pretty easy concept to grasp, but I'm going to stay and prove my point. Besides, there's a big tree branch over the roof, and I think it's planning something. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers, and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.